sharing messages too soon causes the mind doom. The right message rings true. It's okay to wait for it to come to you. Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Hello, gorgeous beings. Welcome back to the show. I am currently on a mission to start showing up and sharing on this podcast and my other platforms a little more often, but I've also wanted to do it right. So much has been shifting in my world, as I started to mention in the last episode, and I've wanted to make sure that I am truly embodying the words and ideas I share with you. The current world of social media kind of tricks us into thinking we must always be on or else we have no value. We must always have something interesting, educational, informative, or inspirational to share. Otherwise, we will float to the back of the minds of our audience and become obsolete. You may see others showing up, and they seem to be doing it so easily, so effortlessly, with their amazing graphics, perfectly timed messages, and tons of engagement on their posts. It can be very stressful to imagine how you could possibly stand out, or in some cases, catch up. But in today's episode, I want to challenge this idea of always needing to be sharing. And even more importantly, I also want to challenge you to go back over the messages and ideas you're sharing with your community and check in with yourself to make sure you truly are a living embodiment of what you say and share. I think social media is a wondrous invention. It's how I've made so many friends and clients, and even how I hired on a lot of my team. It's how I've been able to get the word out about my work to so many people I definitely wouldn't have been able to reach otherwise. But social media, as I'm sure you've noticed as well, has changed a lot since the beginning. What used to be an innocent bit of fun and creativity and behind-the-scenes snapshots has turned into what I feel can sometimes be like constantly trying to fuel a wicked machine. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with who feel absolutely helpless, overwhelmed, and unsure of themselves when it comes to showing up and sharing their messages. And I feel that a big part of this is because the leaders of this social media movement, the creators of these platforms, are finding more and more ways to use it to actually manipulate us. 
There are so many books out there about the effects that technology and social media has on our brains. And I think we can sense that. And we are detracted by this negative bubble, really, that has been created around it. But, my friends, we do not have to buy into it. We might feel icky about it because it has turned into something that at its foundation has actually become icky, with executives dreaming up new ways to get us to spend more and more of our precious lives trapped in a social media trance. Yet there isn't just one perspective to be had here, and there is still so much immense value to be had when things click just right. So how do we lean into the gifts of this ability, this amazing ability, to connect with more like-minded people and build a network around sharing our gifts, lighting up the world, raising up others, and move away from getting sucked into the algorithm games and the constant psychological pressure to always need to be creating and receiving praise as well. Over the last several months, I've been experiencing a pretty intense astrological transit with Saturn crossing over my Mercury. On our birth charts, Mercury is the planet that symbolizes our communication abilities. And with Saturn, this planet of constrictions, moving through the sky, transiting over Mercury on my chart, I found myself with the inexplicable inability to speak. Of course, I saw this transit coming, so it wasn't completely inexplicable, but I figured it would help me to speak out about the right things that were more aligned with my soul. It did, but it turns out to do that, I had to stop speaking almost completely. I forgot how to share. I forgot how to show up. Nothing felt right to post. I didn't even want to be on my computer, not to mention keep feeding this machine that felt like it wasn't even working for me or giving me what I wanted out of it. Social media used to be so much fun, but all of a sudden it started to feel like an enormous pressure. And I'm sure you felt that at times as well. So my solution was to delete Instagram and Facebook from my phone, and I told myself that I was going on a break. Yet I could not stop checking it. I couldn't stop checking in to see what people were sharing. It was like this addiction had taken over my brain. I felt like I was watching a merry-go-round that I was still trying to figure out how I could jump back on, even though I was so fed up with it. I read books like Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, which is really good, but it pretty much made me want to throw my computer completely out a window. And it really inspired me to find a way to take back my power when it came to social media. For a very long time, I thought I would seriously never even return. I know, so sad. But there is a light side and a shadow side to everything in life. And when you can find a way to overcome those shadows, those fears, those blocks, you get rewarded with an even more immense and beautiful experience of the light. 
So I didn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I still wanted to connect, but I didn't want to feel the pressure. I still wanted to share, but I didn't want to share pointless things just to show up in people's feeds for the sake of showing up or to dance around on a reel, acting like I'm someone I'm not. It's totally okay if that's your thing, but my point here is that I didn't want to feed a machine, yet I still wanted to nurture my audience, you guys, and help you remember your light. So coming back to show up again on these platforms, on this podcast with you now, has taken a lot of soul searching. I really had to step away and go back to the ground level of everything I've been doing and force myself to realize that it didn't feel right to share my message, not because social media is evil, but because there were actually cracks and holes where I wasn't embodying my message fully myself. I really let myself get brainwashed by how people wanted to see me or what I meant to share or what they wanted to hear from me, which is understandable and I can forgive myself for that because everyone is on social media dishing out advice, but really how many of us are really living our messages? It's really beautiful to want to show up and share what you yourself need to hear But are we doing that because we really want to give and be of service? Or is it because we want to impress? When we do that, there is a sense of emptiness that can come with our message. Kind of like an empty promise we have not yet ourselves fulfilled. Due to societal conditioning, a lot of us take action in our lives and our work subconsciously out of a place of fear and this obligation to protect our continued survival. We often want to show ourselves living our best lives so others will want what we have. Maybe if we're lucky, they'll even pay us money to collect our so-called secrets. But what feels even better, to me at least I'm finding, is living the truth I want to speak embodying it, experiencing it, really feeling it on a deeper level, and then sharing it when I feel ready, not forcing it, and not coaxing it to come out on demand. When we're hanging out in the outer world too much, we tend to lose touch with our inner world. And the inner growth is where the real growth happens here. It's why we're here. It's where we feel into what is right for us in the moment, instead of putting on a show or posturing so that we can come off in the right light to make a sale. It's really the difference between jumping on a stage and singing a cover song you practice once in your car, or using that stage to convey a masterpiece sonata you've been nurturing behind the scenes for months. One of those leaves a distinct memory in the hearts and minds of others, maybe even a permanent shift if we're lucky, while the other is easily and maybe even forcefully forgotten. I'll speak for myself because I don't have the best singing voice. 
I've actually been working with the Akashic Records and strengthening my ability to channel messages from my spirit guides during my break. And when I asked them about this topic, this is what they said. Sharing messages too soon causes the mind doom. The right message rings true. It's okay to wait for it to come to you. Often what the guides share with me is very poetic like this, and in keeping with today's message, I will definitely share more about my adventures of working with the Akashic Records when I am ready to. Still kind of feeling it out for myself over here. But back to the message, unfortunately, as beautiful as it sounds, this idea of just like waiting for the right message to come to you, it goes against every marketing book out there which constantly speak about this importance of consistency. We are taught to create intricate content calendars and to batch produce our ideas in advance. Often getting too much into our heads and out of the heart of why we really are doing what we're doing. Still, I know there has to be a middle ground to be found here. How do we manage to merge the world of spirit where we're constantly told that time apparently doesn't even exist, and the world of our material reality, where we really do feel the strong need to get our work out there, to keep our businesses humming along, and bills and deadlines truly do loom, with very real consequences if we don't meet those. For a while, I played with the idea of setting up my marketing plan so that I wouldn't even need social media, working on my SEO rankings and blog content, researching advertising platforms, creating an affiliate network, and so on. But ultimately, what I found I need to do is actually sit still and go within and wait for the messages that I'm meant to share to come to me from a deeper place before I share them. When I do this, it's what makes sharing feel like sipping nectar and giving feel so much more effortless, easy, and light. And I used to be able to tap into that all the time, but I guess I just got sucked in like so many of us do into how we feel we're supposed to act and interact. Most of you guys know who listen to this show that my sun and my moon are in my third house of social networking, so sharing my message is meant to be how I express myself the best. And that's why it was so painful for me when I felt that I couldn't. It was like I had wholly and completely lost myself and I didn't know who I was anymore. So to be able to come back into the world of social media and podcasting, it has taken a lot of soul searching and coming back to the core of my work. I realized that I was making myself so busy, constantly trying to feed this content machine and keep up with the calendar, that I was actually cutting myself off from internalizing the lessons of my own messages and also keeping up with my own heart's evolution. Maybe on some level, this has also happened to you. I really had to go back and ask myself, am I embodying the phases of the moon, or am I just sharing them with others out of a place of obligation? 
How am I actually using astrology in my own life and work today? Not five or six years ago when I started, today. What am I currently most interested in now? What is my heart gnawing on in this moment? Whether you're a coach, a healer, a teacher, or something entirely different, if you are showing up and creating content online, what would happen if you took the time to only share the messages that you have fully embodied for yourself? And sharing that message from your own heart-centered experience. For me, that meant taking a break to catch up with myself so that what I shared could fully come from my heart again. And I was so scared to take a break. Like I said, I wasn't sure if it would ever even end. But I found that when I stopped trying to constantly mine my brain for ideas to share, and I let myself go silent, eventually, after a long while, a long uncomfortable while, my inner voice started speaking to me naturally. And even better yet, I was able to hear it so much more clearly. And this goes completely against this idea of pleasing the algorithm. So for you, if you don't want to take a break or you feel like you can't, it might take looking at yourself in the mirror and asking yourself what you're already really good at and what lessons you've already learned and anchored instead of sharing or passing on messages about subjects that deep down you know you still need to learn for yourself. This can be so hard because... We tend to undervalue and take for granted the experiences and realizations that have led us to where we are, especially if the passion or the initial spark that you got from those insights has now waned. At the end of the day, we don't need to see more inspirational quotes online. We need to see more people living their messages and being the living embodiment of their words. We need to see people showing us how to push the envelope, to alter the times, and to see, feel, and experience the world in a new way, an embodied way. As I was laying out my outline for this episode, I started to feel the strength of this message that I'm sharing with you now, and it honestly brought me to tears. Because now that I'm sharing from a place of living in alignment with my message again, I can feel the power of my own work on a much more visceral level, and it feels like it's healing me as I heal others. There is no separation of, well, this is what I'm supposed to say, or this is what people want someone like me to talk about, or even this is what the algorithm likes. It's about me healing me, and then I'm using that healing to hopefully help heal others like you from a place of overflow and a genuine desire to give instead of pouring little drips from a nearly empty cup just to show up in a feed. And when you can channel your messages straight from that deep inner place within you where you've already embodied the lessons you're speaking about, 
your message becomes a million times more magnetic and powerful, more powerful than any machine or algorithm. Why keep spouting out and repeating what you think people want to hear from you so you can earn a handful of likes, maybe if you're lucky, when you could anchor fully into your deeper divine message by slowing down and waiting for it to come to you and attract multitudes through the power others can then feel from hearing you and experiencing you in your fully embodied truth. Another quote I'd like to share with you from the Akashic Records was, Riches beyond all recognition flow to those who have an open heart. So I hope this message has helped to open your heart a little bit more today to different ways of approaching sharing your message and to crack you open to the possibility of what can happen when you slow down, you take a break to connect with yourself and your work, to be able to connect with those who your message is meant for on an even deeper level when you finally do feel ready to share. And let this be my commitment to you as well, that whenever I come on here and share from now on, it will be from a place of embodiment and sharing what's really on my heart. Otherwise, there's not going to be an episode just to have an episode. And this isn't to say that what I've shared before wasn't in alignment, but I did find just slowly over time, I was starting to buy into the social programming and I was getting sucked out of the power of my work and into the idea of merely presenting it for others to see. Again, what will they want to read? What will they want to hear instead of tapping into my heart and sharing what I truly want to share? So when you show up and share your message next, Please let it come from a place deep within your spirit where you know you've already learned and are living the results of those lessons. You are not some billboard. You are a deep ocean filled with multidimensional currents of energy that people can sense and feel. And to get realigned with this truer message, it may take taking a break from posting It may require you to do some painful soul searching like I had to do, but isn't that so much better than forcing yourself to present a surface level facade just for the hope that you'll get a few likes? Just saying, you can't take your followers and likes with you when you die. For members of the Cosmic Calling community, I've provided a few mantras you can repeat to yourself whenever you're feeling fed up by social media and overwhelmed by what you feel you're meant to share underneath this episode. I love you so much and I want to thank you so much for listening today. I have a ton of other amazing stories, experiences, and insights to share with you from my time away on my soul-searching adventure and I hope you'll stick around for them in future episodes. For complete episode show notes and links and resources mentioned throughout this episode, visit soulshineastrology.com episode 119. 
For more information on how to use astrology to find your cosmic calling and sign up for my weekly newsletter updates, check out soulshineastrology.com. The Cosmic Calling Community is a gathering place for listeners of the show to connect more deeply with fellow like-minded spiritual seekers. Join us for monthly forecasts, astrology classes, moon circles, and written transcripts for every episode by going to soulshineastrology.com community. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for The Cosmic Calling on Apple Podcasts. And if you screenshot your review and email it to info at soulshineastrology.com, you'll receive a code to get 10% off an astrology reading with me. 